Welcome back to another episode of Behind the Bench with Carter Eckle. This is episode 96. I'm your host, Carter E., joined as always by my producer, Jeff Mulvihill Jr. Jeff, we're back in studio. Is that fair to say? Uh, Somewhat. <laughs> back in uh, back in the office this week, taping this uh, Tuesday morning for, for what it's worth. Uh, talk plenty about the football games we had uh, last week. Got some some more Carson uh, Douglas action in, in volleyball as well, and we'll kind of touch around some other other sports while while we got you here. Um, but first, we would like to thank today's sponsor. That is Played Against Sports, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. You can find them in the Topsy Lane Shopping Center or online at playedagainstsports.com. Jeff, I will start with Carson Hug football. Granted, this was Thursday of last week just to – wait, excuse me. This was f- – Thursday. Yeah, yeah, it was Thursday. Yeah, last Thursday. Max Preps even says Friday. It threw me off. Um, you know, uh, it was a quality first half from the Senators. I mean, things slowed down a little bit in the second half, um, but they were able to to kind of get the offense moving a little bit. You saw what happens when uh, they hand off the ball to Jake Winninger in space. Uh, he went 73 yards for a touchdown on his only carry of the game. Uh, his so. stats are awesome right now. <laughs> he's got, yeah, he's touched the ball maybe, what, nine, ten times and has four touchdowns. Uh, that's that's pretty impressive there. Uh, Christian Ray also with a score uh, as well. He had eight carries for 43 yards. Uh, but, I mean, on the ground, Carson was able to, to move the ball 40 carries for 275 yards in total so a good a good performance on offense from the senators still some still some mental stuff that you'll you'll see them that they need to clean up um just just too many too many penalties um you know with unsportsman likes and the 15 yard varieties that really come back to to bite you quickly defensively i think was honestly more impressive maybe even despite those penalties Lots of time spent with their backs to the goal line. And uh, every time they were able to keep Hug from scoring. If I remember correctly, it was at least four fourth downs inside of Carson's 20 where huh. Hug ended up without without scoring. So, you know, very much the bend but don't break defense there for the Senators. Aaron Witt came on and hit a 32-yard field goal as well for Carson. So there's your there's your 17. But... All in all, it's a that's a good win for for the Senators, a much needed win for the Senators, and now they get to return home and they will take on Wooster this Friday, which will be surely pretty competitive. I I can only imagine. I think think that one should be should be a good game and probably might be one of the games to watch around the the North this weekend. Uh, Angelo Macias had seven two yards as well. You know they were they were just able to kind of kind of move the ball. Obviously they backed themselves up a couple times, kind of hurt themselves at moments, but all in all, it was a, it was a solid win for, for Carson. Like I said, one that they, they needed, um, after, a, after a tough, uh, at a league, at a conference slate to Douglas Galena, where, I mean, where do you want to start? I guess you can start with Connor Jackson. He just casually had 304 yards and four touchdowns, you know, um, <laughs> Douglas ran the ball 50 times for 465 yards against Galena just absolutely ran it all over them as they would say I don't remember the exact stat but they ran power something like 40 times for 400 yards <laughs> just uh really really proved that they uh they were the superior team uh, at least in the trenches for sure uh, that's pretty much the only way you accomplish that Connor Jackson I'll let you know right away that it's the line and you know every good running back says that but Man, 
<laughs> Jeff, I don't know if you've gotten to see him other than the Carson game from last year, but I'm not sure I've seen him get tackled by one guy, like by themselves. Every time it's got to be three, four, five guys piling on, trying yeah. to just. That, that to me, though, and I've obviously been here longer than you have, but that to me is Douglas football. Yeah. It, it's. You know, you can just go back in time and name all the, and for quite some time, um, they were all from one family. But that's Douglas football. You're you're gonna have some kid trying to, you know, he's just powering through, and and there's guys hanging off of him, and and it takes it takes a load to get him off. So uh, it's 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 impressive to see. I was waiting to see the score of the game. I'm like, oh wow, that's <laughs> that's a statement right there. Yeah, that is. They are very much back to their old-fashioned ways down there in Douglas, at least when it comes to, to offensive game planning. And, I mean, man, you can sit there and try to stop it, right? But you know what's coming. The, their next three opponents or yeah, next three opponents, next four opponents have to all know what's coming. Yeah. Uh, there's no secret. I, I ran into this kind of thing a long, long time ago. I played football one season in high school. I was the kicker, and we ended up being state champions in out of Shasta and Reading. And in the championship, the, the regional championship, we ran the same play like 14 or 15 times. And I was just, I'm a soccer kid, so watching this happen, I'm like, isn't that the same play we just ran? Well, they can't stop us, so just run it again. Just run it again. We just, we just marched right up the field and scored. <laughs> time after time. Like, I, I don't understand how you can't do something to change your defense to stop it at least once. So but. yeah, yeah. Talked to Douglas head coach Kyle Mays yesterday, uh, and he had a, he we were kind of walking through the the offensive line and some of the the guys where he's noticed a lot of a lot of growth. So more on that will be in Wednesday's Rick Courier as well. But uh, yeah, no, it doesn't doesn't matter. You could theoretically you could have somebody put on the headset. You can listen to them call the plays. Here like here it comes. Yeah, you can <laughs> try try and stop it. Sage eighty had a sack. Cole Smalley continues to be the the uh, the ever present linebacker. He is. He led the team with fourteen tackles, three tackles for loss. My apologies. I meant to say the same thing about Carson's uh, J.T. Heaton as well. He is. That was something Bochard and I talked about. He is just kind of, you know, you could say quietly. I again just been that ever steady presence on uh, on the defensive side of the ball for for Carson. Trace Estes and Aaron Tekanzik both had eight tackles as well. Two TFLs for Estes. And then, of course, three interceptions uh, to Kanzik with one that almost happened in slow motion. Um, ball got tipped around, if I remember correctly, and he just kind of leans forward, gets a hand underneath it, and then the other hand follows on top and then just kind of falls over into a ball. Uh, I'm sitting here trying to relive it on a audio medium, so nobody got to see that except for Jeff. Um, it was impressive. <laughs> Zach Westbrook had a pick six. Um, they've got him here at around a 36-yard return. It was tough to tell. It was on the far sideline, uh, but he jumped the route. I talked to him post game, and yeah, he jumped around. He said they had run a similar type play a couple times, and he he read it. To be honest, I didn't even see the Galena receiver. He caught it and was gone, so props to Zach Westbrook for that pick, and then of course Isaiah Middaw had the third and final interception for Douglas, who went down 14 nothing and then proceeded to outscore Galena 51-7 the rest of the way. So uh, an impressive win for Douglas, and they host Hug this weekend. Jeff, you got a chance to see uh, Carson Douglas volleyball because of these football schedules being wild. Uh, I did not get a chance to make it there. 
Of course, it went five sets and was decided by two points. Uh, what, what can you tell the, the the listeners about about that matchup and just just how close was it? It it was not the best volleyball game I've ever seen, but it was the best competition on the volleyball court that I've ever seen. That that classic Carson Douglas rivalry. Brittany said it last week. You know, she thought that they were just a bit better than and and that kind of showed. But that 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 passion and that drive to win and the you know just fight tooth and nail for every point and and it it was that kind of a match you could see both teams you could see the emotional highs and lows and it had everything and then to for the last the last set to go to 20 uh, that it was my kids were going, when is this going to end? And I'm like, this is the best thing that's happened this, this school year so far. So, you know, pay attention because this is amazing stuff. There are a couple people next to me on the, the Carson sideline, and I'm just getting these texts from Jeff. 15, 15, 16, 16, 17, 17. Yeah. It's like, oh, oh, this, kept, in the fifth set. Yeah, just kept going, going and going. And, going. and, and, and you know, with, with the scoring now, with volleyball, you know, there's a point that's going to be scored every. So it's like, especially in that last one, you only go to 15. Yeah. So yeah, it was it was quite an exciting thing. No, I will I will have to say I'm a little disappointed in the Carson kids, the Carson the student section. It grew as the game went on, but uh, they did not show up initially. So a uh, little disappointed in there. So maybe give them a little poke. And yeah, get out that's, there. That's too bad because that volleyball team is really good. Yeah. Um, and when Douglas is in town, I mean, who, what do these high school kids have better? I'm just kidding. I, I, sound, <laughs> really, I sound really old. <laughs> uh, Abigail Franco led the way with 14 kills against Douglas. Excuse me. Sarah Miller led the way with 17 kills. Abby had 14. Uh, Dana Myrene had 10. I don't have any stats here for Douglas, so I'll just real quickly kind of continue. Miller with seven blocks. Myrene with four. And then Anna Turner, Madeline Monson, and Kylie Heckman all had one. Dana Myrene led the team in digs as well with 17 Ava Cordonaway had 13, and she, excuse me, Madeline Monson was the team's uh, <clears throat> leading passer with 43 assists there. So Carson sits at 17-5 now. They played a ton of games this weekend after that uh, match against Douglas Thursday. They went out to California and took on a whole bunch of teams. They won all but the final match. Uh, granted, these were all two out of three sets and it didn't even look like they were full sets because the one they lost i think the final two sets only went to 15 but ended up winning four or five out there and uh came back and played spanish springs last night and unfortunately it looks like the cougars might be the best team in the north this year on the uh the volleyball side of things spanish springs won that in straight sets so that is carson's second loss to the cougars this year at least in league play so Something to keep an eye on there. Moving forward, Douglas is sitting right around the seven seed, if I remember correctly. Yeah, they are two and six in league play at the moment. Twelve and ten overall. Uh, they also went and played a road game over the weekend against Westmore, but I've not seen anything other than a final score there, which they won two zero. They will come back and play McQueen and Reed uh, this week. By the time you're listening to this, they play Reed tonight. So Tuesday night, we're taping this Tuesday morning. Elsewhere, kind of bounce around a little bit more. I was out at Dayton football uh, on Saturday. I took on White Pine. They beat the Bobcats thirty-six to six. There's a lot of a lot of 
Bobcats this this weekend. <laughs> uh, between Nevada playing Texas State, White Pine being the Bobcats, and then of course my Bobcats absolutely laying it on Bowling Green. Uh, you know that was it was a good well it's a good weekend for some Bobcats I guess. Uh, <laughs> Dayton football is four and one for the first time since 2014 I believe they are uh, down in the two A this year they are independent this season as we have discussed before so they will not be postseason eligible. However, I don't know how much of a priority that was for them. From talking to uh, head coach Terrence Spann on Saturday, he reiterated multiple times how thankful he was to be in 2A and be able to play this independent schedule. So I think for them it was really much more a matter of getting enough kids to be able to feel the team uh, every week in and week out. Because I know from talking to him, it was the injuries last year that kind of made them to succumb to the JV only side of things. But right now, looking at about 26 kids on the roster, I think he said their numbers were on 22, 23 uh, after injuries. But a, a 4-1 record for Dayton to start the year. They're going to have a, a tough one this week. They travel out to, to Hamilton, uh, which I hear is up around Chico. I did not know. Do not know where Hamilton City, California, is specifically, uh, but a Hamilton team that uh, went nine and two last year. So it'll be a it'll be a tough test for Dayton, and then they turn around and play Pershing County the following week. Uh, and as Span said, haven't beaten Pershing County while he's been there as head coach, which has been since uh, about 2019-2020. So. Fun stuff there. Uh, Dayton able to to move the football quite a bit. Um, you know, also had some miscues that they will certainly want to want to clean up. I'm sure they felt like they probably could have scored some more points on offense, but we're still able to to move the ball fairly effectively. Dylan Spangler had three touchdown passes, 302 yards passing through the air. Now, a couple of those came on big connections. Forgive me, Aiden, for trying to pronounce your last name. He had three receptions for 105 yards. This is Aiden Krancheck. I hope I said that correctly. Three catches, 105 yards, and a touchdown. Justin Niels had five catches for 83 yards and a touchdown. And then Lyric Council also had a juggling touchdown catch, which in uh, Wednesday's Nevada Appeal, I basically said probably deserved a spot on SportsCenter Top 10. It was kind of kind of a nice play, to, to be honest with you. Tristan Johnston had 111 yards rushing and two touchdowns. So uh, they did have a couple fumbles, a couple interceptions, but, you know, 36-6 win, they will take it out there in Dayton. Uh, it was good to see the the maroon and white out and playing some good competitive football uh, once again. So uh, keep an eye on them throughout the season. I imagine that is a, a team you'll hear more from in the uh, coming weeks. But, you know, just here browsing their schedule, they are not home again until the final week of the season when they take on Coral Academy. So three road games in a row now for the Dust Devils, so that'll be a, an interesting one here. Jeff, before we get out of here, I know you saw some soccer Saturday, uh, and I was obviously at Dayton. Uh, anything anything from those soccer games that you think is worth pointing out? Against Damani Ranch, I know both of them went the way of the Mustangs. I, I unfortunately was not able to, well, fortunately and unfortunately, I, I left to go photograph an Earthquakes game. That's right. Uh, so I missed the girls' game, but just hearing the recount yesterday at practice, it sounded like... A lot of very strange things happened, and I'll leave it at that. Okay. Um, they did not win. Uh, Carson lost three one to Damani, so mm-hmm. that's the first. That's our first league game. So right. Okay. Now, now it's for real. Uh, we play Spanish Springs tonight. So uh, again, not a league game. So not quite sure how we ended up with Spanish Springs twice, but that's. I mean, they're a good team, so it's a it's a good opponent to work against. And and now it's coming fast and furious. We got two games this week. And then we have most of next week off. Then we go three games 
Saturday, Tuesday, Thursday. That's going to be interesting. Uh, Monse Issa with the, yep. the lone goal. Yeah. Uh, got coming off an assist from Ashley Wakes Norris, I believe, is how I was credited, at least when I looked on Max Preps. Mm. Um, interesting. Yeah, because th- she's a net, so it yeah. been a yeah. heck of a kick. Long kick. Um, so, yeah, anyways, Damani beat the Carson girls 3 1. Damani boys beat the Carson boys 3 0. I don't know if there was anything you wanted to touch on there while. Yeah, while... I didn't. I I just heard Gremlin from, okay. from Pedro. Gotcha. Uh, yeah. <laughs> no, obviously, you. you, you you get shut out and right. lose by three goals. The coach is not going to be very happy. Yeah. So, and that was just in a, a quick chat yesterday. With gotcha. Pedro, so. Gotcha. Gotcha. I won't put you on the spot anymore yeah. than that. Um, you know, Carson, the boys team, the offense, we've talked about this before though. It's, it's been much better than it was last season. Yeah. It's a very team different that, team. That, yeah. Um, very different. They, team. they play very, they, and, and, I, and I don't know if Pedro would say they're trying to do something different, but it's just different personnel on the field. They're fun to watch. I've, I've, Every game that I've seen so far has been, you know, they're fun, they're moving the ball, they're trying things, and you know, it's soccer, so you make a lot of mistakes, but you just get back up and keep going. So we'll see what this, there's a lot of games coming fast and furious. Yeah. Where there's only a month left. We've played a month. doesn't seem possible that we've played a month, but uh, one month to go, and we'll be, in fact, one month today, and we'll be wrapped up. Yeah, even after that loss to Damani, Carson's still with a 5-3-1 and one league record, so still sitting in a, in a good spot with, yeah. like you said, a, a whole smorgasbord of games to come. Yeah, and on there's the boys' side, I mean, they stayed 5A. That's, mm-hmm. the kind of, that's the kind of competitiveness that there is in the boys' side, and that's, I mean, there are some very, very good teams. Uh, I, I would put Carson... Somewhat on the fringe of that. I mean, they haven't they haven't proved themselves yet this season. To to, I mean, they do have a couple of losses. So, but those other teams are very good. Yeah, so. the the hug, the sparks. Yeah, uh, even I know they tied North Valley to start the year too. Those kind of teams that um, with the new realignment are sitting on opposite sides, but yeah. are five A North. Right. So and they'll they'll meet in the playoffs. Mm-hmm. All right, well, that's going to do it for episode 96 of Behind the Bench. Thanks again to Played Against Sports for being today's sponsor, your best place to go for new and gently used sporting equipment needs. Of course, you can check them out in person in the Totsie Lane Shopping Center or online at www.playagainstsports.com. Thanks as always to Jeff Mulvahill Jr., instaimage.com, and uh, be sure to stay on the Nevada Peel and Record Curry websites as well as the print edition. All right. That's going to do it for me, and we'll catch you guys next week. Take it easy.